I love my neighbors. I really do. I love all of my neighbors. Hey, everybody, stand the joke man talking, and I love my neighbors. I, that's why the following statement is going to sound so shitty. Folks, I have a fear of heights. The statement is going to sound shitty because I have a fear of heights. How deep does the fear run? Well, I've always wanted to go skydiving. Just couldn't handle the fucking flight up there. And there's no guarantee I'll jump out of the plane, which means I'll crash it before I jump out. Okay? (laughs) Now, I have a big tall tree in my front yard. Dead tall tree in my front yard. And it's a tall, big old bitch. Over 100 years old, and I'm telling you, she was coming down, and I'm telling you, man, I really appreciate, I want to emphasize, I love my neighbors. I just don't need you reminding me how fucking dangerous it is, okay? I don't need you to remind me. I don't need you to tell me to be careful, okay? I have fear heights. You notice I'm sweating through my fucking pants and my shirt at 9.30 in the morning as I held onto this chainsaw, white-knuckled. I'm well aware of it. You know, I was so focused on the chainsaw, not cutting my own fucking leg off. I'm glad you reminded me I'm 15 feet up above my own fucking yard, balancing on one fucking foot. Yeah, with another foot braced on a rotten limb. With a broken limb, the nice jagged edge right between my legs, straight up my one slip of the foot, and I'm going to get anally raped by this fucking tree. Somebody should sell tickets. Sure, that man. Right on the corner of my own street. I'm aware it's fucking dangerous. I appreciate everybody stopping. You want to stop and look? You want to stop and watch? Fucking A. Because I know some of you are really hoping what I just said might happen happens. I'm not stupid about that. I know some of you fucking sick bastards, you hate the things I say. I'm sorry you hate the things I say. I don't say it because I get off on it. I say it because it's true. And damn it, I know you know better. And I'm really disappointed in some of you out there because I know you're fucking smarter. But anyway, what was I... Re- oh yeah, I know you, I know you want to see me castrate myself or get anally raped by my own fucking tree. I get it. So if you want to stop and watch, okay, no horn honking, please, no revving of motors or not. Well, I can't hear anything over that fucking chainsaw anyway, but still, you can watch. That doesn't distract me. What distracts me is when you're hollering out, hey, Stan, that's fucking dangerous. Be careful, Stan. Yep. Yep, you found it. Stan the Joke Man Show. Sure, depending on what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> Howdy do, folks. Welcome to the Stan the Joke Man Show. Stan the Joke Man, of course, talking here on a fun day Monday. I got pictures of that tree. The limbs cut off, and you know what I did? I cut the limbs off, and then I mounted solar lamps on different branches. So now I have a corner street lamp in my yard. Yeah. Instead of an old dead tree in the corner of my front yard, I have a interesting street lamp. I used it as the uh, caption of my show today, Stan the Joke Man Show. Yeah, look at my, well, you probably already saw it already, my tree 
Is that hillbilly? Is that too redneck, do you think? Or is that, could you call it artistic? Can I get away with calling that artistic? Or has it just got too much um, hillbilly in there? Is there too much redneck in that, do you think? Yeah, I'm inbred, I guess, or half-breed, whatever you want to call it, fuckers. I don't know. There's redneck country boy in me, and there's artist in me. Yeah, that's the best of both worlds, I think. Can I call it repurposing? Can I call it redneck repurposing? <laughs> the joke man is Agnes McAllister, field reporter Guy McAllister, Blue Cipher Weather. the Joke Man News. I'm Agnes McAllister. Before we take a look at the headlines, take a quick look at the weather with Lou Cipher. Hi, Lou. It's cloudy out there today, huh? Cloudy every day since my girlfriend won't call me back. I tried to call her Did last night. Rain in the forecast? Well, yeah, it's raining all the time. She won't call me, and I didn't try to. I'm talking about the weather, Lou. Is there any rain in Oklahoma? What's the weather going to be today? Are we going to get rain? Yeah, well, yeah, there's an 80% chance in Oklahoma City is going to get rain. And... 80% chance in Tulsa, pretty much an 80% chance in, or 80%, 100% chance rain at Lou's house, you know. What, my fault the fucking car got repossessed? I did it. Lou, that has nothing to do with your job. Well, yeah, I but I mean. Please stop bringing your personal, oh, no, I, just, I told you to stop bringing your personal stuff yeah, to work, didn't I? Yeah, well, I mean, I wouldn't have got to work at all today if you hadn't given me a ride. I told you, I told you she was using you, didn't I? I'm not working tomorrow, Lou. I don't know how the hell you're getting to work, but I'm not getting out of bed to give you a ride well, to fucking I, I work. I got my bus pass. Good. Told you the second that wallet closed, she was going to disappear, didn't I? I know. Okay. Go sit down. Go go look at tomorrow's forecast. Yeah, I'll just, uh, hey, you want to go get something to I'm eat not tomorrow? coming in. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> See ya. wonder if the Dollar General sells fucking child leashes. In other news, Guns N' Roses had to cancel a show in St. Louis over the weekend due to an unspecified illness. One of the members of Guns N' Roses is falling ill, but they won't say exactly what or who. But fans are encouraged to hang on to the tickets, and anybody unable to make the rescheduled date are going to be eligible for a refund. Unfortunately, this is not the first cancellation of a St. Louis show. Matter of fact, St. Louis has been plagued. You know, there's always something wrong in St. Louis shows, one person wrote. Another commented, it's probably Axel that's sick. Axel, post-traumatic vibes from St. Louis. And with that, we'll head on out to St. Louis to check in with our field reporter, Guy McAllister. Guy, what's going on with the Gunners? What's going on with the Gunners? Hell if I know. Nobody's telling me crap. But you're a reporter, Guy. Hey, speaking of crap. Arodi did tell me the uh, show got canceled because Axel Rose had some axle grease running down his pant leg right before the show. Axel grease? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Axel Rose. He might have had, like, really bad diarrhea. Oh, guy, please. Take me down to the Paradise City. You're not live on the air. Welcome to my bunghole. We're on Sitting the here air. every day. Guy, please. Trying to do a show. Oh, my God. Just base will make your butt spray. <laughs> Yeah, I can fill in. It might be your new job. There's November rain shooting out his asshole. Do you have any actual reporting to do, Guy, or is this story over? Guy McAllister, St. Louis. Hey, where did they film Escape from New York? Thank you. It's going to wrap it up for Joke Man News. Here on the Stand the Joke Man Show with Agnes McAllister. Give me the hell out of here.
Stan the Joke Man Show, brought to you by FireMeds Cannabis. Pure, clean cannabis crops. Out there producing and working all night while we sleep. Sun breaks and we see the Griffin family farm. This family, the folks out there, they're out here every day. Working these fields, growing untainted, uncorrupted product. Makes spirits whole again. Hey everybody, it's the Stan the Joke Man. Folks, FireMeds Cannabis. It's a family farm-to-pipe bud dispensary. I mean, from seed to sale, they're in charge. They oversee the quality control, and you know where your product is coming from. Rick Simpson Oil is made on site. That's right, you don't have to take their addictive dope anymore. Rick Simpson Oil made on site. Do yourself a favor, please. Go to Leafly.com. I want you to look at FireMed's Cannabis entire menu, and you decide for yourself. Know where your product is coming from, my friends. FireMed's Cannabis, Henrietta Stilwell. Welcome back to the Stan the Joke Man Show, and I'd like to say hello to Russ and Clarella and the whole family and gang out there at the farm and all the dispensaries, and I just really love you guys and all the, the great work you do for Oklahomans right here in this great state. Thank you. You sure are bringing a lot of relief to a lot of people. God bless you. We've got to stay frosty on this one, Oklahoma, because Kevin Stitt is doing everything he can at the best, at the behest of drug czars, to shut dispensaries down. Oklahomans voted in the law. Now they're passing laws under the cover of darkness, trying to complicate it and overregulate the piss out of it so they can eliminate things like Rick Simpson oil and get rid of it. Not a single solitary news organization in Oklahoma has covered the benefits of Rick Simpson oil. Not one. They've been told to keep their fucking mouths shut about the Rick Simpson oil. All the Tulsa news stations and Oklahoma City news organizations are doing everything they can at the behest of the state to keep people in the dark about the benefits of Rick Simpson oil. Do your own reading. If you can't sleep at night because you're hurting like I used to be, you need to do some reading and stop listening to the devils. I guarantee you, if an Oklahoma news organization covers the benefits of Rick Simpson oil and they actually do a story on it, a legitimate story, pain medication manufacturers would be out of fucking business. Out of fucking business. Morphine wouldn't even be looked at anymore as an option. And I'm not even fucking kidding, folks. I know what it feels like when you wake up at 3 in the morning and your fucking hands and arms are on fire, literally on fire, lying in vats of lava on fire. It hurts that fucking bad. Not anymore. Doesn't bother me. Fuck Kevin Steady Britches and fuck every chicken shit Oklahoma news organization that doesn't give you the full story. That means they are lying to you, Oklahoma, intentionally lying to you. And if they do cover the story on Rick Simpson oil, I guarantee fucking to you at the behest of the state, the editors are going to ensure they come out first with anything negative they can find out about it. And they'll have to dig. They'll have to look really hard to find anything negative about Rick Simpson oil. 
But they'll find something negative or a bad case study. They'll find something and put all that out front to scare the shit out of you. They know you don't have much of an attention span. So about a minute or so into the story, they'll mention one or two benefits, and that'll be the end of the story, and then they can say, hey, we covered it. Yeah. Don't listen to them anymore, folks. If they don't give you the full story, they're lying to you. And you've been getting lied to for a long time, especially in Oklahoma. Few people in this state know about Rick Simpson oil. Few people know about it. We have legalized marijuana in the state for medicinal purposes, and very few people know about Rick Simpson oil because it's intentionally being kept in the shadows and hidden from people in pain in this state. And I'm ashamed of my former friends and colleagues at news organizations all over this fucking state that has yet to even cover it. Shame on you gutless fuckers. Are you journalists or what, chicken chips? Just another dirty piece of shit day. Ah! Another COVID downplay. People getting shot every day. Now they stripped women's rights away. Just another Taliban Kevin Stitt day. Steady Bridges says he wants to put Oklahoma in the top ten. Here we are, most violent, underpaid, and educated, amen. Still come November, people from OKC, Tulsa, Lawton. Will bottom out their cars driving to vote that Palestinian again. Now it's just another dirty piece of stiff day. Another COVID downplay. Not the Oklahoma way Just another dirty piece of Kevin Stitt day Next election, whoever he endorses They'll run right out there subserviently, obediently Just because he's got that fucking R in front of his name Oh, they'll follow their little symbol Because they're symbol-minded people And they'll fucking vote for him again You watch well, here we are again, 911. I'm not going to get into the tragedy or the controversy of 911 at all. I'm just going to make a simple observation for 911, being that it is 911, the date when the Twin Towers were attacked. What do I think about 911? Well, it's confusing to me, being that jet fuel doesn't burn hot enough to melt steel or iron girding, how the buildings could come down like that. I mean, I understand three or four floors possibly coming down because of the impact of a paper airplane, but um, the entire steel and iron and concrete, all of it's going to come down flat as a pancake? But jet fuel doesn't burn hot enough to melt steel, right? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and the, and the uh, non-flammable, non-combustible materials in the office probably wouldn't burn hot enough either, right? Yeah, that's, well, that's confusing. That's what I think about 911. Wonder how come they don't talk about World Trade Center 7 too much? They don't have any lights for World Trade Center 7. That was a 40 story tall building not too far from the World Trade Center. Yeah, one of George Herbert Walker Bush's friends owned it. Some debris hit the building, but um, no real fires or anything to speak of, and that entire building collapsed. I remember when the Grenfell Tower 
in London, West London, burned for 60 hours. It was on fire. Yeah. Not one floor collapse. That's interesting. It's amazing the shit you learn if you just look around and read. I'm a weirdo in that regard. I've always been a weirdo like that. I remember when, um, you know, I was reading about Buddy Holly's plane crash and how it went down and everything. And I remember how the uh, tower director there at the fucking airport and... Sorry, you probably picked up on the fact that I don't switch gears very smoothly. We were just talking about 911 and the attack on the World Trade Center and, you know, a skyscraper burning down in UK. We are now in Iowa on Buddy Holly's plane crash. <laughs> I caught wind that the crash investigation is still open to this very day. So I decided to do some of my own investigating to find out why. Why is the fucking investigation still open today? And here's what I got. The guy in the tower that night, the director of the Clear Lake, Iowa Municipal Airport. Well, he sat right there in that warm tower and he watched the lights of that plane descend past the tree line. He admitted this to the FAA. He watched the plane lights drop. He tried to contact them by radio. They didn't answer. So what does he do? Does he call the sheriff and let him know, I I think I have a plane down? No, he doesn't do that. Does he at least get in his vehicle and drive out there where he saw the lights go down to see if he could see any wreckage, see if he could, does he do any? No. He goes home and goes to bed. That's right. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, it was a fucking plane crash. What are you going to do? But then I took a look at the uh, autopsy reports of Buddy Holly, the big bopper, Roger Peterson, I think his name was, the pilot, and then young Richie Valens. I found it peculiar that Richie Valens' autopsy seemed to be the only one that was a little shady on some of the specifics. As a matter of fact, what I got out of looking at Richie Valens' autopsy report was he succumbed to fatal injuries. Oh, yeah? When? Let's hear that. When? Did he die right away on impact like Buddy Holly did? We know Buddy Holly died on impact because, well, when you're missing half your brain, usually you're dead on impact. Big Bopper, if he didn't die right away, he was dead within a minute or so. His neck, back, everything was broke. Every bone in his freaking body was broken. He was found like 40 feet away from the freaking plane. Roger Peterson... They had to have a can opener to get him out of the fucking plane, so we know he was gone. But Richie Valens is laying out there in the field not too far from Buddy Holly. And after reading that autopsy report, I'm I'm just speculating at best, folks, but I got a sneaky suspicion that 17-year-old kid lay out there in that fucking field and froze to death. He was banged up. He was beat up. He did have... Injuries that you could succumb that could kill you. Yeah, that's what I got from the autopsy report, but I didn't see that he died on impact, which means he lie out there in that fucking field in light snow. Temperatures in the teens and twenties at night, if you don't count the wind chill. And I believe that airport director, instead of calling the sheriff for going out there and looking and going home to a warm bed, left that kid out there in that field to fucking freeze. And it's just my opinion but I think that investigation is still open to this day because the very second they close it, they're going to have to answer for that, and they cannot. That's what I think. 
It's healthy to read, folks. It's healthy to think and not allow yourself to be told what the fucking think. Okay, let's do some news reading here. Let's take a look at the uh, headlines. What is the big headline story today? I always love to look at the right-wing papers. You know what I mean? I always love to look at the right-wing stuff, see what they're focusing on. Virginia governor pardons dad who erupted over high school cover-up of daughter's sex assault. That's their headline. Communist revolutionaries set fire to American flags in protest outside Jason Aldean's show. We will try it right in front of your concert. What's that all about? The communist revolutionary group burned American flags and chanted anti-U.S. slogans during a disturbing stage protest outside a Jason Aldean concert in Chicago on Saturday. Around 20 communists belonging to a revolutionary group club in Chicago They were shouting phrases like, fuck the U.S. and all its might. Guess what, Jason? We will try that in a small town, activists say. We will try that in a big city. We will try that in front of your concert. As members of the uh, Revolution Club burned old glory, law enforcement quickly descended in the protesters, announcing by megaphone the group was in unlawful assembly and that concertgoers were alarmed and disturbed. Here's what it all boils down to, folks. Everybody likes to go out there and show their ass. Everybody wants to be special. If it's not the fucking Proud Boys, it's this jack-off group. Everybody's got the fucking wall up. Defense, 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 because they're so afraid somebody's going to try to take something from them. The problem is some of these groups, they get enemy on the fucking brain so bad, that's all they know. Enemy, 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 and they lose sight of what the fuck they're even bitching about. At least black people have an argument, I mean, because they're still repressed and held down and subverted by some really racist folks in this country. Fuck, look at Texas, all their gerrymandering of the fucking election. Yeah, to keep them pushed down. Look at Alabama. They gerry, that's the only way the Republican Party can win these days, is they have to steal and lie and cheat and be dishonorable. They sold out. Sold their souls, the fucking devil, folks. And as far as the black community goes... Listen very carefully, okay? It's just my opinion, but I'm pretty fucking sure I'm correct on this one. There needs to be no restitution checks for the African-American community. Not at all. Not one fucking dime. I'm not saying that for everybody, but for the majority, no restitution checks. Nope. Because you'll fucking blow it. You'll fucking blow it. You'll blow that money, and in the end, you're going to be out of money and still sitting on the same fucking turd pile you're sitting on right now. You need a stake in the game, a real stake in the fucking game. How are you going to make that right for the entire African-American citizenship of the United States? Each and every descendant of a World War One, World War Two, Korean War, Vietnam War veteran is going to get the fucking GI Bill. I don't care that your great-granddaddy was a chuck wagon cook in World War One. He was part of logistics, working his ass off to keep them soldiers fed. Now, we had to have fed soldiers to win a war. His work was not in vain. Everything he went through, he didn't know he was giving you a stake in the game. You're going to take that GI Bill, and you are only going to get the college education you qualify for. If you don't qualify for it, you don't fucking get it. 
You're going to start studying in high school. You're going to start paying attention in class and doing what them teachers tell you. You're going to start being respectful of authority and law. And you are going to get an education. And with that education, I guarantee you, you're going to pull your entire family out of poverty. I'm not talking about some little community college education. I'm talking about a real accredited university where your education, if you got the grades to back it up, is going to be fully paid by the GI Bill. And you're going to get that education earned by your ancestors. That's how we make things right for the American community. That's how we give them a solid ground to stand on. And a fucking restitution check is the opposite of that. If you're 80 years old, 70 years old, 60, you have no kids, no descendants at all, you cut them a check. You cut them a check and then you cut the umbilical cord. That's it. And don't you dare call me a racist, motherfuckers. Don't you dare prove just how fucking racist and stupid you are for me having said it. The truth is hard, bitches. Learn to live with it. As special as you think you are, I don't give a fuck. If you're Mexican, black, Indian, white, doesn't mean shit to me. What kind of a person are you, asshole? It's going to wrap it up with the Stan the Joke Man show. I'd like to say thank you to Meta for finally fucking acknowledging I exist and uh, at least talking to me about all the uh, parody songs and political satire songs they have banned. What they're doing is completely unfounded and un-American. Anyway, I'm going to leave that shit alone before I get off on a rant. Let's get the fuck out of here. Stan the Joke Man shows the property of Joke Man Productions, LLC, broadcasting from the Boys Room Studios here in Henrietta, America, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Apple iTunes, iHeart, Stitcher, just all over the freaking place, okay? I don't know what my next move is. I'm looking for a fucking partner, and there just didn't one out there to be found. Nobody wants to make a deal with Joke Man Productions. You know why? They're afraid they can't control me. <laughs> and they're exactly right. I'm not afraid of hurting feelings, and I don't mix words, motherfuckers. But I do keep it legal, honest. And I do everything I can to ensure Whatever I say on this show, I can fucking back up. You either want to be at the front of the train or the back of the train. It's up to you. I don't give a shit. Either way, I'm rolling forward. Bombing Down Poinsettia is going to be back Wednesday night, 8 p.m. We're up to Chapter 18. Yeah, it's the uh, shorter audio version, copywritten audio version of a, um, a book I wrote many moons ago about my time in Los Angeles as a kid. Stan the Joe Man Show will be back on Hump Day, high noon. That's right. Dear Stan Letters coming right out the gate. I think it's a great place to have the Dear Stan Letters on Humping Day. That's what everybody's always bitching about. <laughs> Until then, my friends, high noon Wednesday. Bye, can deals, me, amigos. Don't be afraid Yeah.